And welcome everybody to Dark Feather Gaming. This is our gaming news podcast. And as always, this is Thor here with Doc and Sasquatch Senpai. So let's start this week by talking about some of our featured news updates. Um, I've got a little bit regarding Final Fantasy 14. There's going to be some replacement of some hardware in the North American data centers. So this should uh, improve quality. I don't think there's any specifications as to exactly uh, what kind of changes we might see. But I think this might be alluding to uh, a larger upgrade coming with the next expansion. Um, I think they're getting ready to be bold enough to uh, to swap over to require to to sunsetting PS4 support, um, but we'll just have to see. Uh, what did you have over there, Doc? Uh, Elden Ring got a big update. It added ray tracing support and a ton of bug fixes and bad things, but ray tracing the major spot of in the patch notes. Um, I don't have ray tracing support, so I can't really check it out. I assume it's going to make this already amazing game look even better. Nice. Let me That's... let me let me disconnect and reconnect real quick. My connection's awful right now for the server. Yeah, yeah. On the note of favorite games and featured updates, um, I believe that at least until the end of the month, there's a lot of Persona on sale, five, three, four, and 5. Steam, um, I guess today is the last uh, date of recording, is the last day for Steam, so that'll be over by release of the podcast. But the Xbox sale is on until the 27th. That's 25% off Persona 3, 30% off uh persona 5 royal and playstation uh still has until the 29th 20 percent off persona 3 20 percent off persona 4 golden and 30 percent off persona 5 royal all right they also uh announced that new mobile game uh yeah. 5x or something yeah i'm sure that will go well yeah, I'm, I'm I'm not super sure how it's going to go because mobile games, but yeah, still something to look forward to. It's, it's something. What do you have over for our featured news, Sasquatch? Um, Well, updates for two MMOs that I frequent. Uh, WoW just released its 10.0.7 patch notes. Few major things. There's a new large major area, the Forbidden Reach. Um, so back where the Evokers started off their journey as a class. Um, some new public events, new bosses, uh, more of the primal storms are available. They also released uh new races available to partake as the monk class. Let's see Goblin, Lightforge, Draenei, and Worgen. Some human and orc heritage armor and some recruit a friend updates. There was also a huge slew of talent tree changes across the board. Paladins receiving the largest chunk of change. Death Knight, Demon Hunter, Druid, um, Evoker. So everybody. 
Next, New World is launching its new season model come March 28th. So we are just looking at next Tuesday for that. So the season pass will be $20 and you will receive $20 of in-game currency for purchasing that. So, yeah, you'll pretty much get your money back if you want to use it on the inside in the uh, store. New content, new story content will be available kind of like in the way Destiny does it. Um, there will be a season-based storyline to follow. Some cross-server uh, outpost rush games will be available. So OPRs will be easier to find a complete match for to play if you're on a smaller populated server. And that'll wrap it up for me. All right. So let's move on then to our industry news. Well, Sony Interactive Entertainment has been testing PlayStation NFTs. Um, There have been a few newly discovered patent reveals that uh, has been discovered that Sony has put into place. And these are supposedly for cross-platform PlayStation NFTs. So no wonder they're getting along very well with Square Enix. That um, Microsoft has also stated they're looking to create a mobile app store launch here in the near future. Once once the law goes into place in Europe, where Apple and Google will have to make it much easier for third parties to release app stores on their platforms. That is technically possible on Google Android devices currently. But it's near impossible and they are few and far between. Not at all possible currently for uh, anyone wanting to release one on the Apple iOS. Um, Much as uh, Epic found out not too long ago in their entire lawsuit about it and their attempts to circumvent that. Um, With that, it looks like this really was what Microsoft was aiming for in acquiring Activision Blizzard King. Everything else is just kind of a top on it with King being the largest mobile publisher to date. So looking to get that sweet, sweet Candy Crush money. Also dealing with Microsoft um, a while ago, a few gamers, it's called the dubbing, dubbing it the gamers lawsuit. Ten different gamers put together a lawsuit attempting to block Microsoft's acquisition of Activision Blizzard King, saying that it would harm competitiveness and the consumer base and the judge in charge of this case said that's stupid we're throwing this case out did you see that playstation is trying to sue them for elder scrolls now i did not to go on about that (laughs) yeah no it's the same thing their 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 fight over uh call of duty is clearly not going well so now they're trying to um sue over uh Elder Scrolls being exclusive to Xbox again. It's the same beat. They're just trying a different venue, and I'm sure it'll end the same way. You know, I. Every it's weird. It sucks, but everything you hear is everyone who is participating in the development of a game that at one point had a PlayStation version of it. Um, Speaking speaking of uh, Bethesda's Redfall. Um, in particular, because I did see a few articles of it. 
they were developing a PS5 version of Redfall. And then when the purchase of Bethesda came through, they stopped they stopped developing it. They were told they didn't need to do it. Just focus on the PC and Xbox. And they said it has been smooth sailing, only having to focus on the um, architecture for the Xbox because it's just, you know, running Windows architecture. So it's been super simple for them going forward. So I'm starting to think that while they don't have the, the awful hardware architecture of the PS3, which was a huge complaint back in the day for, from developers, their operating system's probably awful for people to develop for then. Well, yeah, it's it's not it's they're different. And that's the main thing is it's if they were focusing just on PlayStation and PC, that that'd be a different tune, too. It's not necessarily that that the architecture of PS5, like you said, like PS3 is a nightmare. It's just that it's different than the architecture for Xbox and trying to develop something with both of those in mind is it's twice. It is. It's twice as much work. Um, anytime you're trying to develop something on that's going to display well for multiple devices it's adding a ton of your time it when i build a website if i were to just build it to look good on computers i could probably whip up a pretty basic five-page website in a couple of hours um but if i'm not using frameworks or libraries it would probably be 20 to 30 hours to properly do it because all of that other time is spent making sure it looks just as good on every single conceivable device tablet phone whatever um and that's a lot to consider there's a huge amount of development work that goes into making sure it works on this device and this device if it's just one it makes it way easier um and there is something to be said of of not necessarily exclusives but things that maybe are second party or that uh, something like Sony and Square Enix or Bethesda and um, Microsoft before acquisition, someone might have a stake in it and make it exclusive on that console. And that's fine. I think the thing that should be focused on is making it the norm exclusive to console and PC. So like like Elder Scrolls six being available on Xbox and PC, God of War being available on PlayStation and PC. Adding that and well, PC, I think, kind of helps find a middle ground. They released those two years in the future. They're never yeah, simultaneous. No, I'm, I'm saying what ought to be, not what, what is or what will be. Um, I think that it, that's, that's the way to make people less upset about exclusivity in consoles, is if there's also a PC version, at least these days, a lot of people at least they have access to a PC where even if their main console is a gaming console, if there's something they really want, it's easier to pop it onto a PC than to go buy a whole ass new console for this one thing. Um, you know, like my old, I, I used to, I used to call my 360 the Gears of War machine because that's literally it. I, I bought it to play Gears of War and that was it. Mm. Um, and so there's no need to do things like that anymore. And so the argument isn't as heavy about exclusivity not being good. Um, and well, on Microsoft the development side, doing that. they started doing that. Anytime yeah. they release the game, it's always available on PC. And it's not just the PC mm -hmm. Xbox application. They're always on Steam now as well. Yeah, that was a deal they put forward a couple years ago with like the reveal of Infinite. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think it was when they launched the Master Chief collection. Like, oh, here's all of our games on Steam. You can go buy them all there. You can just, you know, use your Games Pass subscription on our service. And 
So, I mean, they made a ton of money from that, probably. See, and that's I wish PlayStation would do that, too. And that's coming from somebody who would buy things on PlayStation first. It's just that objectively, it would be a better decision, both both ethically and a better business decision, because people are going to it's going to be better PR. You're going to make more money off people who don't want to buy those consoles and are just going to end up waiting anyways. Um, <laughs> so it's just, they're just giving up money. And on the development side, I know I had just gone on a spiel about how focusing on one system is easier. And that's when we're talking about console to console. Mixing PC into the equation is a little bit of a different beast. Um, when you start mixing multiple consoles in, that's when it can get convoluted. And even timed exclusivity is fine, and that can be an excuse that, oh, why aren't you putting it on both consoles? Well, we're going to focus on this console and PC, focus our dev time on that, and then we'll say in two years, it'll come out on this other console, and then in those two years, the dev team can focus on translating that to to work for the new architecture. There's good ways to do it. It's just that... Um, most places aren't really there yet. I think Microsoft is ahead of the game uh, in comparison well, to Sony, though. Like I said, that's because they're working with near identical operating systems where yeah. this, the PlayStation OS is whatever the hell the PlayStation OS is. So I think the series was it the one was known to have a version of Windows 10. So I'm pretty sure the series XRS has a version of 10 or 11. And that is an edge they have since Windows is the dominant like PC operating system and they're the ones that own Xbox. So they do have a leg up there. Um, but I don't yeah, know. But, but developing for Windows is that's open source anymore. Yeah, you don't you don't need a license for it. <laughs> you can just do it. Now, back here in relation to Microsoft and Sony and that ongoing lawsuit over Activision Blizzard King um, at a remedies hearing um, between Microsoft and Sony, the CMA, the uh, the branch in the UK, similar to our uh, FCC, um, they asked if that's 10 year duration. Microsoft offered Sony would be sufficient enough or would be a cliff edge for Sony at the end of this period. Um, Microsoft considered that that 10 years would be sufficient for Sony as a leading publisher and console platform to develop to develop alternatives to COD. Um, so they they were asked if that 10 year contract, that agreement would have would have been enough time for Sony to come up with a game to rival COD. They said, yes. I mean, it's obvious that that's something they could have done. They have many older <laughs> Uh, series and franchises that they just kind of drove into the dirt with poor development as well. You're looking at like Killzone, Resistance, uh, SOCOM, MAG. Um, when it was at its heights, they had a ton of first-person games available as, as well, and those were just kind of driven into the driven into the dirt. And Microsoft said that they could just essentially revive those franchises and have something if that's the case. If it's not put on the console ten years down the road. Like, who even knows if Call of Duty will be a franchise in 10 years, honestly? So that's kind of a weird question. But I think that was really more of just being asked if Sony is just not wanting to... Their opinion on if Sony is going to even try to attempt something of that. Also over in Twitch, the CEO, Emmett Shear is stepping down after 16 years with the company. 
Now, this is on top of Twitch laying off 400 employees, um, which is technically more of the Amazon uh, layoffs that they had just announced. Um, So, yeah, they've already replaced him. um, So who knows what could have happened here? On the Twitch side for him to resign, probably probably a loss of revenue on the way in as a lot of creators have been leaving Twitch recently. So that's probably probably what drove that change. They did put in a new CEO. Dan Clancy is their new CEO. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe we'll we'll see a difference here in how they're managing that streaming platform. Also, there is a rumor Nintendo Switch 2, of course, uh, more rumors of this. And they're looking, they do believe that the new console, the handheld, will use the NVIDIA Tegra hardware. Um, so it's just going to be, you know, an actual console anymore, which will be nice. It won't be worse than a cellular device. But to be fair, I guess at least the Switch is like maybe a third the cost of the average smartphone. Atari is buying a studio Night Dive for $10 million. Uh, Night Dive is responsible for the upcoming System Shock remake. Uh, they've also been responsible in the past for Turok, Quake, and Power Slave remasters. Um, so, yeah. It's kind of surprising Atari purchased a development studio, but here we are. Atari is making moves. Also announced recently, um, Unreal Engine is getting quite a huge slew of changes. One of those was that there's going to be a customization suite built into it that content creators and just creators in general now will be able to create skins, levels, game modes, everything within Fortnite. Um, For Fortnite Island is what it's called. Fortnite said that Epic will share 40% of the item shop revenues with those creators. So, yeah. It's pretty cool. For anybody saying that's not a, you know, huge revenue share, I mean, they're not having to develop anything on their own, really. It's already done for them. And plus, they're given that platform. See, Respawn Entertainment, a studio under Electronic Arts, has opened a new studio and they will just be there to help keep Apex Legends running around for 10 to 15 more years. Um, So they're just going to be back end support based out of Wisconsin. Then Ubisoft has also announced a new AI program, Ghostwriter AI. Uh, They have said that it will help their current writers come up with side dialogue and other small dialogue options with their games. They said that it will not replace game writers, but it will help ease their workload. And finally, a lawsuit over a 27 swatting killing uh, was finally settled for $5 million. Um, So this is for the killing of Andrew Finch. Uh, Five years ago, the city of Wichita, Kansas, has finally agreed to pay up. They dragged out the case for for five years over killing a guy who was reported by, you know, through swatting. Jeez. 
And that'll be everything I have in our industry news. Uh, the only thing I have to kind of uh, capstone that, uh, there's an update on PlayStation 4 and 5. Um, that's a nice quality of life update that people have been asking for for a while. Um, previously, if you owned a physical copy of a game, installed it on your PlayStation, and then got it as a digital copy later, say for the PS Plus collection or a monthly PS Plus game, um, in order to access the digital version instead, you would have to uninstall the game um, that you installed with your disc and then reinstall it by downloading the digital copy. Uh, you now no longer have to do that. If it's already installed and you receive a digital copy, now you can just access the game without putting the disc in, which is uh, appropriate. Uh, it seems like it would have been something fairly simple because um, the install's the same. It's really just an access key. So that's it. Then. Sure that's that's how a lot of games ship anymore. The disc is just a phony. It's yeah. that's essentially just the the access key. Yep. So <laughs> yes, that is correct. Um. So what do we have over in our entertainment news? Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin is coming to Steam on Ooh, April 6th. Nice. So if you want another Team Ninja action RP action RPG. Um, Light Souls-like, probably more akin to Neo 2. That will be available on Steam, so you'll have options outside of the Epic Game Store. Highly recommend. Atelier Riza, Ever Darkness and the Secret Hideout is getting an anime. So that is the title of the first Atelier Riza game. Um, it is a fun little RPG. I've always enjoyed the Atelier games. But it is getting an actual anime, so that'll be kind of neat to check out when it comes out, because that game has the best thighs in all of anime. Moving over to Diablo 4, Diablo 4 will support DLSS 3 at launch. So if you're looking to uh, need any sort of frame rate boost or a quality boost, well, you're in luck. DLSS 3 is brand new and that will be available from the get go. They have Blizzard has also said that Diablo 4's launch won't be plagued by the beta's connectivity issues, um, so there will be less disconnecting, less errors and everything. However, they did say that as the game launches, you can still expect queues as they figure out the server load. They also said that the repetitive dungeon designs in the beta were intentional because they were all in the first act. Um, this was in a Q&A session with the lead designer designer and the senior vice president of the game itself. They said that dungeons in each region for each act, they're all similar to each other as a design purpose. So, yeah, and kind of back to that uh, Fortnite deal, um, they're adding that Unreal Editor next week. So, yeah, Roblox will probably die. It also looks like Steam is going to be getting a notes feature built into it. So you'll be able to bring up your Steam overlay to type down a few notes if you need those. That will be definitely handy when I whenever I go back and play those spiderweb software games like Avernum, where uh, they literally require you to take notes because you don't have a journal. They are old school as fuck. 
Sea of Stars, a uh, retro inspired RPG, also fantastically beautiful looking, is going to be coming to Xbox after all. Um, so this is an RPG prequel to The Messenger, which was a Metroidvania game. It will be arriving in the Xbox Series XS and Xbox One on August 29th, alongside the other versions. So um, this was announced on their Kickstarter page, and it wasn't initially announced, but it looks like some licensing issues that have been required for the Xbox have been handled. Apparently, over on the PlayStation Store, um, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, uh, that is included in PlayStation Plus. I'm not sure from which month. Do you know? Is that this month? Uh, last last month. month. Last month? Well, it turns out that doesn't include the PS5 version, so that's really weird. What? Um, Are you sure? Am I crazy? I'm sure. You can play the PS4 version, right? But the if you own the PS4 version, you can get the free upgrade. But apparently the PS5 version itself was not being offered to subscribers. Oh, OK. I probably just didn't notice that it was a PS4 version. Yeah, that's that's really weird. Why would they? That's a really weird switch to intentionally turn that, off. That seems like an <laughs> oversight because, yeah, that seems I mean, the only, the thing is, um, when they give you a and they made this move a while back per request of the community, I might add, for specific reasons. Um, so when you get a game on PlayStation Plus for the monthly games, it is a separate data item. It's a totally separate like um, cataloging artifact than the game that's in the store. So if you're given a game as a free PS Plus game, you can still go purchase that game from the store and have an owned copy as well, since you technically don't own those monthly games because um, you only have access to them while you're subscribed to PS Plus. Um, you can opt to outright purchase one instead. So I'm guessing that um, it's just that particular database data item of the one that's in the store is the one that upgrades to the other one that's also a data item in the store and has a direct path. Um, so for the free one, they probably just didn't think to link that to the to a PS5 copy. It, there's a good chance it was an oversight, um, but I, I I don't I don't really know. <laughs> well, uh, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is getting a game and that's coming out in August. So it'll be an asymmetrical horror game, much like um, Dead by Daylight, though. The teaser, the official trailer that was released, it is incredibly fucking gory. My God, there is blood spewing and guts dropping. So, yes, yeah, there'll be a technical test in May. If you want to check that out, it will be. Hitting PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC on August 18th. So, yeah, in two months, you'll be able to get that technical test going. Also, EA is going to EA. Um, they are oh, pulling boy. Battlefield 1943 and Bad Company 1 and 2 from all digital storefronts. So unless you own them already, you'll never be able to play them again. Wait, um, which one? Arguably... Which Battlefield, Battlefield 19, 1943, oh, which okay. was a remake of the original, which is like a $10 game with a few maps. It was fantastic. 
and Bad Company 1 and 2, arguably the best Battlefield games to ever have been made. I would agree. So, yeah. But yeah, they were the first games to offer any sort of destruction, then Bad Company 2 offered total destruction. Plus, the the, the, the stories were fine. The, the campaigns were actually just kind of funny. I think Bad Company and Bad Company 2 are the only Battlefield games I actually liked. Um, originally... EA was saying they're going to remove Mirror's Edge from all storefronts as well, but huge backlash happened and they canceled those plans. That information has been removed from the public blog post they made. It's talking about the removal of these items from all digital storefronts. Why? I don't know. Um, probably because they're going to close down the servers. So, yeah. Also, Counter-Strike 2 has been officially revealed. And a release window has been confirmed. That release is summer 2023, and that will officially run on Source Engine 2. This is going to be a free upgrade to CSGO, which is running on CS, which is running on the original Source Engine. It's actually like Source 1.5, I believe. Um, there's also the ability to become part of the limited tests for it. And so you'll receive a random invite within your Steam application if you're invited to the test to test out Counter-Strike 2. Now, literally everything from Global Offensive will transfer over. So all of your skins, your stats, everything. And for a lot of people to <laughs> to their dismay, so will their bans. Um, any any time you have been banned, uh, if you have been permanently banned from Global Offensive, you are permanently banned from Counter-Strike 2. Um, this goes for like any sort of competitive queue cooldowns you have, because some people do like to just dodge out of games. And when you leave a competitive game, you're not backfilled. Your team has to play without you and you get a competitive queue timer. Um, so if you're sitting in the years, you're still going to be sitting in the years. But this will just this will just include some overhauled maps, some new designs, some really some really neat looking smoke effects. Um, so like force will blow smoke, the smoke grenades away. Uh, yeah. So there's actually Valve actually released three different trailers for Counter-Strike 2. Also talking about sub tick rates. So rather just having it uh, t rather having just a 128 tick, it's going to tick every time you make an action in the game. So it's a little more high tech. Hopefully that'll stop the pole peakers advantage thing you have to deal with in competitive shooters. CD Projekt Red has just announced that the Witcher will be remade in Unreal Engine 5. So, yeah. Um, this will be done along Fools, alongside Fool's Theory. So rather than using their own engine which they had been previously using which is what cyberpunk 2077 was on um they did announce that they're officially going to be rebuilding it from the ground up in ue5 and if you did pay attention to any of the unreal engine announcements it's gonna look fantastic um speaking of unreal engine 5 the Lords of the Fallen sequel to Lords of the Fallen has been renamed Lords of the Fallen and this what? was announced <laughs> And this was announced at the Unreal Engine uh, convention. I don't even know what it was. I didn't catch the title of it where they showed everything off. They showed off how the how Unreal Engine 5 will look. And it was some pretty fantastic lighting effect tech that they showed off. The game looks phenomenal. 
Um, the game itself takes place in two I, two separate but identical worlds overlaid on top of each other, and they showed how that works with the engine transitioning from one to the other. It was fantastic. But yeah, the Lords of the Fallen has been renamed to Lords of the Fallen, much like its prequel from 10 years ago, Lords of the Fallen. <laughs> Shut the fuck up! <laughs> um, yeah, and this was kind of announced here. Who let the... Who let the Kingdom Hearts people name games again? No, no, this would have been like two lords, two fallen if it was the Kingdom Hearts people. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this uh, Souls-like uh, does look like it's going to be at the very least a spectacle to behold. Um, there's no release date for it, but uh, yeah, it's coming out on PlayStation 5, the Xbox Series consoles, and PC. Um... I guess they figure that, you know, with this game taking place 1000 years after the events of the original game, 10 years in real time, you don't need that. The. Oh, boy, CCP Games, developer of the much beloved Excel spreadsheet simulator MMO Eve Online has announced its next AAA game is in development and it will utilize blockchain technology. And let's just say the Eve Online fan base is, if they're anything, they are passionate. Um, you always you always hear of like actual ridiculous exploits taking place within the game, like actual corporate espionage. And yeah, that fan base is not happy at all that rather than focus more on fixing issues within the MMO Eve online, that they're developing a new blockchain based game that will just be taking place in the Eve universe. Uh, now, CCP games has been known to abandon quite a few other titles taking place within the Eve online universe. There was dusk 514. I believe that was a PlayStation. Was that a PlayStation three and four first person shooter that took place in Eve? It was supposed to have a big tie in with Eve online. It never got it, and then CCP gave up on the title after they weren't making enough for microtransactions while it was still in beta. So, yeah. Sorry, fans of EVE. Sounds like you're just being taken for a ride. I wondered whatever happened to uh, that, that spinoff from EVE, because I played it was EVE fun. a long-ass time ago. Like, like maybe 2004, Five. I played it for a while. I mean, it was was cool. I just didn't have the time to play it at that point. No, it's a job. It's a full job. And so, um, Mind's Eye is a new AAA action adventure game that's going to be released within the game platform everywhere. Um, so this is kind of a unique thing going on here uh build a rocket boy is a development studio from an ex gta lead um and everywhere is going to be a platform where other games can be made inside of it super realistic kind of like a a, a simulation playground so think roblox but not blocks not minecraft looky um, they announced that Mind's Eye will be a triple-A action-adventure game inside that platform everywhere, and that will be dealing with futuristic corporations, conspiracy theories, and sinister new technologies. There was a very brief teaser released for it, so 
Yeah. Now, Builder Rocket Boy also said that all of the assets they do in Mind's Eye will be released for free to use within the Everywhere platform. So, yeah, um, this will be coming in 20, later in 2023. So later this year. The Lord of the Rings at Gollum gets a May release date. So if you couldn't wait to play the weird uh, Lord of the Rings stealth adventure game as Gollum, you can uh, take hold of that precious on May 25th. Um, The Nintendo Switch version is scheduled for sometime later this year, but as with most modern games, it's probably going to be indefinitely scheduled for, quote, later this year. And they've canceled because the hardware just can't support it. Yeah. Um, So a few months ago, Netflix announced that it was partnering with the Coalition for a Gears of War movie adaptation on Netflix. Yes. Well, they have officially announced their writer. Their writer will be. I just lost it. The suspense is killing me. Oh my God, where'd it go? I, I, I just want his name. There it is. John Spites, um, recently known for writing Dune. So okay. it was a fantastic ad- movie adaptation. Um, also the original Doctor Strange film. Um, so yeah, okay. he said he was excited for excited to work on this movie with Netflix. So they at least have I- a good writer lined up. And then finally, uh, Lance Reddick, voice actor for Zavala and the Destiny franchise, also known as uh, being from the John Wick series. Working His character in, in John Nettle. Um, was it The Wire? Just a ton, a ton of things. Never like the main main character, but always the best supporting character. He passed away at the age of 60. So, yeah, it's a that's a sad loss. Actually, he was always fantastic to watch in literally anything. His comedy yeah. skits were just absolute gold. He'll definitely be missed. So, yeah, Bungie, I think, released a hot fix today, and then they also put on a little ode, a little nod to him. Um, his family released a statement saying if you want to make any donations in his name, make that to momcares.org. It is an organization in Baltimore where the actor is from that helps uh, underprivileged single mothers with their children. And that'll wrap it up in the entertainment section for me. I think that wraps it up uh, for the week. And unfortunately we have no esports news this week i've been sleeping on the news because i've been on break from work so i haven't been paying attention to anything um so i've got no esports news but how about uh reviews and what we've been playing you got anything fresh for us this week there sasquatch um well just say there were two betas last weekend unfortunately for one of them it was up against the diablo 4 beta diablo 4 aside from some serious and bouncing issues, which that's something that can be fixed. They also already addressed it for this upcoming beta to be fixed. 
I think for the next beta, or at least for the release, um, they're going to make the Barbarian not asked to play, as well <laughs> as the network and connectivity issues. They already said they have those resolved for the upcoming open beta. So that'll start tomorrow at not or start the 24th. March 24th at 9 a.m. PST is when Diablo 4's open beta will happen. Get to level 20, you get some cosmetics for the main game. Um, it will have the entirety of the roster. You'll have the Barbarian, Sorcerer, Rogue, Druid, and Necromancer available to try out up to level 25 through the entirety of the first act and the first act zone. So take advantage of that. It was fun. Um, also, Exoprimal. Exoprimal is a weird fucking game, but it was a fun fucking game. Essentially, uh, you're in a future where dinosaurs invade the world through weird time portals and like literal weather events, tsunamis of dinosaurs. And then one one corporation has capitalized on this and they pay people to become exo fighters in their exo suits and then broadcast them fighting off dinosaurs. It's weird. (laughs) You're <laughs> you're on a team of five. You have different roles. You have your DPS, your tank, your support. So damage, tanking, healing. The matches available were called war games. It's two teams of five. Most of the match is PVE. You're going through different objectives like killing waves of dinosaurs or killing a really large dinosaur. If you get too far behind, one of the players from the other team can become a T-Rex and invade the other team and kill them. It's very powerful and fun. Then the very last part is PvE PvP. So you're fighting the other players while fighting dinosaurs. It was weird. It was a blast. It was hectic because and extremely imbalanced because I was constantly on teams where four people were tanks accomplishing nothing. (laughs) But when you actually had a balanced team, it was fantastic and it worked wonderfully. And every time you played against an imbalanced team, you just steamroll them. But the games where I got to play on a balanced team versus a balanced team, those were those were super fun. Um, other than that, I do have a couple videos up on my experiences with those two games. I'll do another one this weekend, release it next week for just a Necromancer and Druid, since I'll finally be able to play the two classes I'm interested in. Other than that, I've been playing World of Warcraft, New World, Valorant. Nino Kuni 2 is on Games Pass since the President's Edition, so I've been getting isekai as the President of the United States again, so that's always <laughs> fun. <laughs> I highly recommend it. It's a great, it's a great little RPG. Um, let's see. I recently started playing The Surge 2 again because it's the developers who did Lords of the Fallen and the upcoming Lords of the Fallen. They know how to make a Souls-like. And um, a lot of Magic Arena and Magic Online. Nice. I haven't. Uh, I've had a lot of time, but I haven't played too much. I've played a lot of what I have played, but I've also been doing a lot of meetings and stuff for my house this week. Um, but I did get. I did put a lot of time into Legends of Dragoon and Call of Duty. Um, I've been grinding away at my battle pass for Call of Duty, and last weekend was a double all XP weekend. Um. You might want to check it out sometime, Sasquatch, because I think uh, at least a big part of your initial complaint is probably resolved. They uh, they toned down pretty significantly how long it takes to get your earned perks now. Um, I have cold-blooded on one of my loadouts, and I think I hit it within 30 seconds, 20 or 30 seconds uh, on a match last okay. night. It's a, it kicks in pretty quick now. 
Um, although the second one takes a minute or two still. Uh, but it's definitely better than it was. Um, and I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Go. I always play Pokemon Go, but I've been putting a lot of time in because I wanted to finally hit level 40 and get my shiny Mew, which I did. Congrats. Woo! I've been waiting for two years, almost exactly two years. I could, I had a shiny Mew for a special research, and the task was hit level 40. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, what have you been doing, Doc? Oh, let's see. A lot of Destiny 2. Working oh, on yeah, I was playing that too. A <laughs> uh, little bit of Final Fantasy 14, a little bit of Elden Ring, a little bit of Gungrave. Uh, but I also was away all weekend, so I didn't do like any gaming for the last couple of days. But that's about it. And I guess I could say Persona, since this is going to air tomorrow and we're going to play Persona tonight. (laughs) But speaking of which, I guess we'll get ready for that then. So that's going to wrap up our news for this week. Thanks so much, everyone, for tuning in. Don't forget to like and subscribe, all that good stuff. And of course, if you join us on Discord, you can check out the recordings live every Thursday night. Thanks, everyone, and have a great weekend. See you next time. Johnny.